Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Do you know, I try to avoid covering the same topic two days running because I know there's a huge diversity of interests uh, amongst the readers and that you all have. But uh, yesterday I got a deluge of response when I turned a critical eye on the really miserable performance of the Department of Health and NHS England's comms. System leaders and communications people contacted me all saying pretty much the same thing. There are great stories of NHS success out there, but local comms people are bullied into silence because of a corporate stranglehold from the centre. Now, I was sent a lot of emails, but I've singled one out, um, and I'll just read it to you now. Thank you for your newsletter today and for giving NHS EDH comms some flack. I'd like to stand up for the comms teams across the country. We work in difficult and very restrained times. You may all know, you may know all this, but just in case, since the start of COVID, we've not been able to do any positive media or respond to inquiries without the approval and very often correction of the national NHSEI media team. As time progressed, this remained, but extended beyond us talking about anything COVID to talking about anything at all. Recently, another layer has been added, and if we want to do anything, we have to get the approval of, one, the system comms lead, two, then a regional NHSEI team, and three, finally, the national NHSEI people. When you have a tight turnaround, that can be murderously slow and I'm left dealing with very junior members of that team with little or no frontline experience. In their infinite wisdom, they've recently decided to restrict our responses to media inquiries to two sentences. Yes, you read that right. Two sentences. Quite often, the national team come back beyond the deadline and trusts are left apologising to the local journalist and pandering to them to calm them down. And woe betide you doing anything without that approval. I did once and had them come down on me, challenging me on a number of fronts. I feel like I'm Alexei Navalny and NHSE is Putin's government. I'm a communications professional with nearly 25 years' experience. Most at a very senior level, yet I'm not trusted to guide my organisation through choppy waters or respond to a simple media inquiry. Frustrated wouldn't come close to how it feels, and the majority of my peers feel the same thing on a daily basis. Simon Enright, and just let me break in here and explain who he is, he was the recently departed NHSE director of comms, who's now working for Prince Charles, I think, at Buckingham Palace. Anyway, Simon Enright had no frontline provider experience, and neither do his successors. They believe that the control of comms across the NHS is the way forward, and there seems to be no sign of this letting up. I could go on, Roy, but I think you get my point. We have mountains of stats and case studies to feature NHS success, but it's hard work getting approval to do anything about it. We sometimes find our ways around it, such as using social media channels, but if they find out, you'll get a call. Keep lifting the lid. Well, that was the email I got, and just pause and think about that for a moment. It's horrible, isn't it? And I can promise you, it's not a one-off. I've had to 
change bits of the email to make sure the author wasn't identified as they were worried about reprisals. May I point out, this is our NHS, not the Tory parties, not number 19s and not bojos. We pay for it and work in it for our families, our friends. We build careers in spite of the system and do it because we care. The NHS is as much part of our communities as the stripe is in the toothpaste. What happens, good or bad, is owned by us all. Not a handful of people in London who have no idea what it's like to wipe a bum or console a grieving relative. We need a new national comms policy. How about all comms leads should be targeted to get five NHS success stories a month into their local regional press? All chief executives should, be, should hold a confidence-building lunch with local media every month and ensure journalists have the boss's number on their speed dial. Local staff should be featured and their successes turn them into celebrities. Local radio and TV should be offered studio space in hospitals alongside hospital radio and if what they broadcast embarrasses the government, well, let the government explain. Comms leads encouraged to network and develop regional strategies to contextualise national messages and develop narratives around key policy areas such as come back to the NHS, it's safe and ready for you. I do not want another film of St Thomas's Hospital. Sorry, Tommies. Thanks. We want to see our local trust with local people telling it like it is. The NHS does not exist to put screens around poor policy, neither is it there to bandage politicians' slipping ratings. It's time for the whipcracker to sort out a grown-up national comms policy and to clear out the bullies in the Aegean stable. That's her press office. Well, I feel better for that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.